Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real. And that's when we say, hats off. Who's back? Back, back again. again. Hey, hats mm-hmm. off back. Tell a friend. <laughs> Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Hi. What's poppin'? Hi, everybody. We're back. Happy 2019. Welcome me. Welcome you. Yes, it's been a while. We took December off unintentionally. Um, it snowed in in the south. <laughs> that shuts it down. Um, and then. Earl and I got to go on an amazing vacation. Yes. He had a birthday. And so we're just getting back to you guys. Um, But we're here for a great episode and we have an awesome guest. Um, But first, let's uh, check in. How are you, Earl? I'm doing pretty good. I feel recharged. Um, I'm excited for the new year. Yay. Anything that you're like extra excited about or just in general? I'm alive. Just happy to be alive. Being alive alive. is good. Just alive. I don't really have any. Just another great year. All right. All right. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, like Earl said, so we went to the Dominican Republic. I think you guys know that. We Mm went for that. Um, And that was awesome and, you know, amazing. And we drove in the mud. Well, Earl drove in the mud (laughs) and I screamed. Um, Same thing. Um and this year has like already picked up and it's super busy in my practice and and things are trucking along. I feel like it's gonna be a good year. Like lots of things are happening for me and for people that I love, and so I'm really excited to see what 2019 is about to do. Um, and we are gonna start with tipping our hat, and our first person we're gonna tip our hat to is our lovely guest. So tell us who you are, and then just also check in. Tell us how life's going for you. Well, I am Nadra Tawab. I am a counselor here in Charlotte, or should I say therapist here in Charlotte. I am licensed in North Carolina. I have a group practice, Kaleidoscope Counseling. What's going on with me? Um, Practice is busy. Um, Being an entrepreneur is busy. Being a human being is busy right now. (laughs) Um, But so much fun. Happy to be uh, in this space with you guys and can't wait for our talk. Yeah, exciting. Do you have someone else to tip your hat to as well, Earl? Yes. So I'm going to tip my hat to my good friend, Queen. 
and her foundation called the Build Her Circle, which is geared towards women and just promoting connectedness, support, resources. Um, they do a lot of community support service events together. Um, but she is based here in the Charlotte and Rock Hill area. I'm going to tag her information below on her website. It's an amazing group just towards empowering women. So check her out. Yay, queen. Um, and then I have another tip your hat as well. Um, Lakeisha Harris, who um, is the owner of Harris Counseling and Coaching, just wrote a new book called mm -hmm. Heal, Date, and Thrive. Um, and I just got my copy maybe Friday and I was like thumbing through it and it's like a little book and it has like a little journal and like activities around like healing past hurts and negative relationships and moving forward and wow. you know getting back into the scene um and doing it well because I think people jump back into dating but if you haven't done the work like you're probably going to encounter foolishness again so I'm super excited to do my book um but I will have that link in the um description for a Yay. second, I thought you said, you're like, when you said my book, I'm going to say, you writing a book? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, buying that up. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not buying that up. Not right now. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, today for our Pop Your Top segment, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things. Negra is just a wealth of knowledge. And so we're just going to bring up some Will ideas and topics. Will these be surprises? Yes. Oh, All God. surprises. <laughs> See what I can pull out of my hat. Oh. Um, actually, Earl's the only one with a hat. So, Earl, pull hey. out of your hat. But, um... <laughs> But no, we're just going to kind of chat as um, three therapists and, you know, three therapists of color um, and just kind of see what comes up. Uh, so first, I wanted to talk about uh, something I'm seeing right now, and maybe it's par partly because it's a new year, everybody's got goals and resolutions and all those great things, um, but people also feeling like they're worried about getting stuck or mm -hmm. they want to get unstuck. Um, and so just kind of like the idea of what, gets us stuck what keeps us stuck and can you get unstuck and kind of like find some freedom mm. so I think we stay stuck because we're around stuck people mm. so it's it's very hard to get unstuck when everybody else around us is in you know this sort of space because if we change too much we lose them mm -hmm. so it, I think that's a part of the reason that we stay stuck for maybe a little too long um, I think we don't want the friend that's that's positive. Um, there was this person I knew, and she was like really positive, and everybody that would meet everybody's like, "What's wrong with her?" And I'm like, "She's happy." Period. Joy. Yeah, and so I think for people just to like not see you in a particular type of place, you know, that could be very different, especially if they're still in that space. So sometimes, um, you know, our biggest challenge is the people we have in our circle. Mm. That's a good point. What and ourselves. Think? I think right. some people want to be stuck because they don't like to challenge themselves. Because mm -hmm. that's like, a, oh, I'm going to actually have to put effort into this. I'm going to actually have to step out on a limb. So I think it's very easy to be like, oh, I'm not going to do this. And then I think when you have that combination of you don't have friends that's pushing you towards mm -hmm. your goals or they're not pushing themselves, you guys are just going to be a stuck group. It's just mm -hmm. like, whatever. Right. We're complacent. We're happy. Well, mm -hmm. we fake happy. Right. But, you know. Yeah. And I think from a macro point of view, I also feel like the system doesn't want you to be unstuck. Like when you look at commercialism, it's constantly like when you do this, you'll be better. You know, mm -hmm. if they take this medicine, mm -hmm. do this workout, um, buy this shirt, date this person. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's like if we were content and OK, like the economy would fail. Like, you know what I mean? It's all about like you need more and more and more and more. Oh, um, well. And so I think that's a way to like keep you stuck and be like, oh, you're sure. not good yet. Yeah. Because you haven't done this yet. 
I think even with like our line of work, I say that, you know, tragedy is a good thing for therapy. Mm. You know, because we are in the business of helping people mm -hmm. who are in, you know, a, you know, tough spot or right. who've experienced death or they, you know, they're juvenile delinquents or, you know, just all of these things in society that we would say, like, I want to eradicate this. I want to eradicate that. We would have no job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think even our our whole industry is built around people being unwell. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So then what do you do? Like, maybe like break it up. So in regards to if you're around stuck people, because I mean, your stuck people are still your people mm. and we're not meant to be alone. I think you have to change the way that you deal with your stuck people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe not all at once, but definitely communicating to them differently. Definitely mm -hmm. finding some new people who are not stuck. Um, spend a little more time with them. We can certainly lessen the amount of time we spend around negative people, whether that's, you know, family members, friends. Um, we don't have to talk to them every day. Mm -hmm. I think those are the patterns that we create. We get into a pattern of every day after work, I talk to so-and-so. Call somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to talk to that person as a before-you-get-home drag. Right. What if the stuck person is your partner mm. and they live with you? Mm, that's tough. Um, I think you have to change the way you communicate. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we get into the into the spirit of talking to the stuck person the same way all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I certainly know people who are negative, and I used to be in that pattern of like, yeah, that's messed up. I can't believe that happened. And I'd be like, oh, it's gonna get better. Yeah, you should. You know, like me changing my tone has mm -hmm. changed their tone mm -hmm. because they can no longer talk to me in that way about that stuff. Not Even good. if that's happening to them, I'm probably not your person to tell or the way that you tell me that is going to be a different spin because I'm different. Right. And that's interesting because I know for me, like I have a history of being like a fixer. And so when people are in a negative, I'm like, why don't we try this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we? And so my work has been to like not. So when they're complaining, I'm like, oh, <laughs> hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not, I just don't have it to give because you've got to figure it out yourself. And it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not my job to help you. I think I started to think it was my job to help everybody and, mm -hmm. and change everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and it's not even a, a thing that's possible. Mm -hmm. I can support, I can hold space, but I can't make you do anything different. And I would find myself like angry and resentful when they actually weren't even asking for that necessarily. Mm -hmm. They really were just talking, mm -hmm. you know, and they get to be negative. Mm -hmm. Like I think, like you're saying, like being unstuck is a personal decision. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if they stay stuck, you don't have to stay stuck with them. But you do have, but you're gonna have to shift in some way. Yeah, I, I've certainly experienced where someone is stuck and they just wanna talk about, you know, those things that you don't necessarily wanna hear. And maybe at some point you're like giving them advice mm -hmm. and they're not taking it. And I've become like resentful, like, right. I told you what to do. Like, why aren't you doing this thing? Mm -hmm. And you have to step back and say like, wow, this is what I would do in this situation. And this person operates differently. Right. And in this situation, they'll need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, saving your good advice for... For myself. For yourself. Because right. mm -hmm. it's also, there's an ego piece. Like you said, like there's an ego piece of like how I would do it is the mm -hmm. right way. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't have my own areas of unstuckness that mm -hmm. I need to mm -hmm. be dealing with. You know, I think we have to be really careful when we find ourselves in that space of giving a lot of advice because that is an ego-driven thing because that's you deciding you know the right answer. And lots of time we don't. 
I do, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your sign name? I'm a Taurus. Oh, oh okay. That's my best okay. Yeah. Earth signs. Oh, we're all Earth signs. Mm-hmm. We're the three Grounded. Earth signs. I'm Virgo, Yay. Taurus, and Capricorn. No, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't even have all the answers for myself, but you know, sometimes we we may have more answers in a particular area mm-hmm. than Absolutely. other people. Yeah. Um and sometimes we still need to mind our business. Like and that's we I think. always need to mind our business right. before I give people advice. My typical response is, do you want me to listen or do right. you want me to help you with this? Right. And I, when I ask people for advice, I'm like, look, I'm looking for advice or, hey, I'm looking to vent. Right. Just mm-hmm. so people know the difference between what what this conversation is about because mm-hmm. I don't want people to give me unsolicited advice. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so, yeah, like I'm, I'm just here to listen, not judge, like, most of the time when people do bad things, they already know it's bad. So right. you don't have to tell them like, girl, why you do that? You know, that that whole thing we like to go through with people, I think is perfectly okay. Just to be like, oh, wow. Okay. Right, right. Not my business. I think business. you do that really well too, Earl. I think you do really like, hey, what do you think about this? Or let me tell you what happened. Like I know when Earl's like, let me tell you what happened. He really mm-hmm. just wants to tell me what happened. But he's like, so I need your advice. Like he'll say that. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. you do a really good job of that. I don't know if I do as good a job about that. I think it's helpful. It 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 kind of puts people in a space of I need you to be a listener, yeah, or I need you to be a participant. I need this version. Yeah, I need this version of you Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. most of the time, I I think most of the time people get so upset because everybody's giving them the same sort of feedback because we're not telling people what we need in those conversations. Mm -hmm. And I'm a hand talker. Y'all can't see all that. I'm trying to hold my hands because I usually bump the mic. So that's why I'm like doing this death You know, my head be moving. Mm, Right. Yeah. Okay. So we're trying to like steady ourselves. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So Earl, talk a little bit more about like how individuals unstick themselves. Like when they reckon it's not my group, it's not my tribe, it's me. How do you get unstuck? I think you got to start setting boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about boundaries on here a lot, but we always talk about boundaries with family or friends. But I think it's like starting with yourself first. Mm-hmm. So, again, going back to like challenging yourself, if you know this is something you want to do, don't think it's going to happen overnight because, I mean, we're human. We're going to keep going with the same pattern. But just start making those like small differences. Like, okay, I'm trying to think of what. I ain't going to use fitness because I get stuck in that. Um, I'm trying to get like well, a that big... might be a good one to use. Well, right? yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like if you have a goal of what you want to do, or say I use, we all had to take that clinical exam at some point. Oh gosh. So if you know, like you have a panel getting stuck, or like you just don't study when you get home, you just go to bed or whatever. Just having those small like moments of like, okay, I said I'm gonna do this. Even if I say I'm gonna open the book, I might not read the book tonight, but I'm gonna open it and look at this chapter, and then the next day I'm going to try to actually read some or do some problems. I think it's just like day by day Mm -hmm. you just try to do something a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. having like, I'm a notes person, so I'll write in my notebook to myself. So just having something that'll keep you, what is it called? Accountable. Accountable, there we go. But and not trying to depend on other people, because I think a lot of people also try to bring people on, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I need you to be my personal, like, Make sure if you see me doing something, you call me out. Knowing good and well, that person do call them out. Then they ready to blow up, and that's Mm -hmm. a whole ordeal right there. So I think it's like putting it back on yourself. So you can have little reminders in your phones or Mm -hmm. all these different little iPhones and technologies you can just do to have you remind yourself of things. Or just like, I want to do this. I need to do this. I need to try this. So I think it's like little small steps. 
And mm-hmm. I think it's about how bad do you want it. I think right. sometimes we create goals for ourselves that we don't really want to achieve. It just seems mm-hmm. like fitness. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> it seems like a good idea right. to be like, I want to lose weight. Well, do you? Yeah, or are right. you saying that because that's the thing to say or that's something that mm-hmm. you should say? Like you don't have to want to lose weight. It's like when people smoke. Right. Uh, you don't have to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. you could be like, I'm happy as a smoker. But, right. there, you know, there is, you know, some sort of pressure within mm-hmm. that community to say like, oh, I'm going to quit. Right. I'm going to stop smoking. But, you know, I enjoy a happy smoker. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know what you want. <laughs> Look. As long as you're confident in it right. and happy. Right. Confident smoking. You know, I think it's, you know, sometimes we set these goals because it sounds good or mm-hmm. we think we should do stuff. And that gets in the way of us setting those personal boundaries to actually right. get unstuck in these areas. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't know how to do it. So I think people might have these random goals, mm-hmm. but they're not actually researching how to get this goal. You can't right. wake up and be like, I want to be a radio personality this day. You have what are the steps? Right, you don't know the steps. You don't know the people. You don't network. Like you can't want these like extreme things if you're not actually willing to do the research. Right, right. So and it's like you said, steps is research. You have to research things. You can't just say I want. Well, you can say it all day. Mm -hmm. I can say I want to be a millionaire all day, all day, all day. But if I ain't researching, like okay, I need to do this. I need to invest. So I'm looking at the ways that people become millionaires. Just deaf ears. It's just once. Right. And I think you have to be willing to do it imperfectly. Like, I think people yes. want it to, like, even when they're like, okay, I'm going to do it, the minute they get a roadblock or a failure or anything, they're just like, oh, it didn't work. And mm-hmm. I'm like, or you just had a bump. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why people think things have to go perfectly and seamlessly because what we know is that's just not life. Yeah. Like, there's no thing you do perfectly or seamlessly. And. And yeah, no like playbook. it just doesn't exist. There's yeah. just not a playbook. And people get very, I think, stuck in their fear of failure or stuck in how they perceive it should look instead of just doing it, just moving forward and seeing what happens and recognizing that it's happening the way it needs to happen. So that roadblock was meant to teach you something. Mm-hmm. So you can either sit here and be mad that you hit a roadblock or you can be like, hmm, what was the lesson in that? And you take that information with you forward towards whatever you're trying to achieve. I think even as a therapist, sometimes when I'm reviewing folks' goals with them, Mm -hmm. um, they'll say, like, I didn't achieve that. I'm like, well, you're not completely, you know, assertive. But if we think about how passive aggressive you used to be, Mm -hmm. you would just go off. And how now you take the day before you go off. (laughs) Isn't that that a step? Hey, call a a step a step. And embrace it. I love it. Call it step a step. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's a step. Like, you know, the goal is not for you to be perfect in this, right. uh, but it's for you to be getting closer to, you know, being assertive or being whatever your goal is. It's not, you know, like an overnight thing. A lot of times we don't cut ourselves enough slack. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we've been ourselves for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, and we create a goal, and we're like, yep not bite my nails no more right. yeah. you've been biting your nails since you was three months old right. <laughs> like why are you pl- like you setting yourself like to hang yourself like You're, with that yeah, tight it's like, little rope it's it's such a short world right and it's like we have to cut ourselves some slack mm-hmm. it's okay you may fall off one day pick it back up you know it's right. okay 
But I wonder sometimes if people set these goals in order to then fail, in order, like almost like a form of like self-sabotage or self-harm. Like I'm a failure? Right. Like they are mm. trying to make what they believe about themselves true. And they're like, see, I tried to do all these things. That, like I've had clients do that. Like especially this time of year, people will come in and they'll be like, I've got my New Year's resolutions. And they'll have like 20 things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm. See, that's what like, I want. you know, and then like, do you, you know, let them go with that or do you stop them? No, we, we address it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm always like, you know, walk me through that. You know what I mean? Like, help me see how that feels feasible. What are you trying to achieve? What are you not trying to, you know what I mean? Like we try to move through it. And sometimes I'll let it blow. Like if I know they're resistant and I know it's going to blow up and they need it to blow up, I might be like, okay, well, I guess we'll have to see what happens. But without fail, within the month, they were coming back, and they're like, oh, it didn't work. Okay, so let's, you know, start there. So, yeah, I cannot um, listen to people talk about broad goals that don't have, like, many goals. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when people say, like, this time of year, Target will tell you what everybody's goal is. Right. It's fitness. Right. Okay. <laughs> Go get a Target app. Right. It's fitness. It's right. health. Right. And so this time of year, everybody's like, I want to lose weight. I want to eat better. Right. Those are not goals. Mm-hmm. What is a goal to eating better? Does that right. mean I'm going to pack my lunch every day? Right. I will only eat bread Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have some sort of task right. attached to that goal of. I want to lose weight. I want to eat better. You can't just put this broad statement out and expect like it's out there now. Right. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Are you exercising once a week? Like, right. Yeah. So I think even, you know, just people identifying what those baby steps are Mm -hmm. to get to this bigger thing of losing one pound because right. And recognizing when you lose one pound, people get upset. It's like, I didn't lose five pounds this week. Did you lose ounces? Right, right. You know, because right. you measure a or baby, inches. honey. Yeah, or inches. You or measure a baby, loser. and right. them ounces count. Right. Okay, they be like it was six pounds four ounces. Man, it was almost five. It, it, right. it matters. Yeah. But again, we're like, no, it's not this, so it's mm-hmm. nothing. It's like no. And comparison kills. I think people. That's oh another thing. Like stop comparing with. He lost ten. You only lost three. He might lose three next week. You might lose twelve. Like right. just. Right. Leave it alone. And what he loses is none of your business because it's not your weight. Like yep. it's not right. Like yeah. And your and body's transform. different. He's not transferring it to you. Like right. he's not giving it to you on the on the sneak. It's his weight. It's gonna happen the way his body makes it happen. So my pet peeve question is: Guess my weight or guess my age? I'm like, so I have to think about all the other people who appear to right. maybe mm. like that. To that's a comparison question. So I right. have to think: Is she fifty? Is this like? Because either way, I'm gonna hurt your feelings. It, Please tell me. Right. <laughs> Stop Please playing with tell me. me. Like, I'm not I'm a toy. Not, I'm not a game. Like, weight is so like height and how you hold fat. And, right. You know, it's like right. I don't know any of this stuff. Just, just tell me. You're yeah. asking me to compare, and I'm right. not comparing right. people to you. Yeah. And what does it have to do with the price of tea in China? Like, what, well, what does it have to do with anything? And yeah, I'm always wondering what people's motives are around that. I'm like, what's your intention right now? Like, you want to fight? Because if you just want to fight, just be like you want to fight. They want to be offended. Right. You know, right. I could say something else. Like, or I don't have to guess your weight. I could be like, oh, those shoes. Do I'm like, well, we can just talk. Right. You, you clearly want to start a conversation. We can just talk. We can just chat. <laughs> like, yeah, where is this going? It. Right. And it's always interesting. When we were in the Dominican Republic, there were people, like, just wanting to engage. People are so awkward when they want to engage. So 
and don't know how to engage. Like, just, I don't know. And, and we're like lamps with mosquitoes. Like, this, yeah. the, the, the fly. Which is People weird just, because early on, very, they must, it, that's got to be And what you it have is. this therapeutic energy <laughs> that right. people just pick up on and they're like, oh my right. gosh. But what it really is, is I just want to sit quietly. Like, I'm not even talking to the person I'm with. Like, me and Earl would be sitting <laughs> quietly, and people would just be like, hey, they're like getting, and they'd be like, can we sit here? Because there were like four, like four chairs, and of course, we only needed two. And they would come sit, and then they would just kind of like try to engage. We're like, oh. That is the worst in a small space. Like, if you're taking an Uber or Lyft, and mm. I'm like this on my phone, and the driver is like telling you about their kids, I'm like, sir. They have on an excursion. Oh, oh, that happens so many yes. It's on like, the, in the bill. No, it sir. happened. Right. Right. I stopped talking. Yeah. See, Earl will just go away. I'm well, I told her, I said, I am a perfect, I am, if I know how to do anything, I can leave a situation. He, he's good. Because <laughs> I was like, kind of like, oh, I, not I mean, I'm like, okay. I don't want to be rude. Yeah. Court, yeah. Keep on combo and I turn back like, oh, you <laughs> right. And stuck. I'm like, he's still walking. <laughs> he is left. Oh for my real. gosh. I, I, uh, so this summer, well, last summer, um, I went to a family gathering and one of my family members went up to another family member and negative. And she came up to me first and she was talking. I was like, oh, okay. And I walked off. <laughs> <laughs> but man, she got, she got my uncle. Mm. And she had him for about an hour and a half. Oh, you no. should have seen his face. By the time he oh, was finished no. being drained, he was like, "All right, I'll catch you next time you come home." Like, <laughs> like, I was like, "How did you sit through that?" I want to. I, I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna just ask him what skills did you use to right. sit through it? Right. Because I, I would have lost it. I would. Because after I, I, I started, started getting antsy. She, oh. Yeah, mm. I would have lost it. I wouldn't have been. No. I couldn't have started it. I would have been. Yeah, I'd have been like, I gotta go. And it's negativity, right? Mm. I'd be like, oh, I gotta go. I'm the one who will act like someone's called. Like if we're at a family function, I'd be like, huh, and walk <laughs> off like somebody has called my name, and just yeah. Mm-mm. I just walk off like, oh, okay. I'm a, oh, okay. Like right. I don't even know what just. Right. What did you say? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Off. And Earl is a no eye contact, no like. Well, because once I've given you, I'm gonna be like, oh, you doing this? So I'm gonna just go. I just go, and I'll tell you, like, I'm gonna give you some way to stop. I was inspired. I was like, I'll go get my game. Because I'm like, well, this is where my ending point. Like, you know, they'd be like, oh, you gotta find where the conversation. Oh, it's right here. It's right here. And I'm going to get me a margarita because you have stressed me out. Right. In just that short minute, I gotta go. Right. Yeah. It was. It was amazing. Okay. So. With being stuck, what about when the stuck is more than just negative people or self-stuck? Like, what if there's real issues, real pain, real hurt, real trauma that is in some way contributing to your stuckness? Like, how do you identify between this is just me not doing what I need to do or, like, some things are going on and I need to figure it out? You have to talk to a mental health professional. Mm Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people have been dealing with things on their own for years or they've been processing it with um, people they know. And I'm not just saying this because I am a mental health professional. Mm -hmm. I am saying this because I believe it to be true. Like you have to develop a different way to think Mm -hmm. because your thinking is the reason that you're still stuck. It's not necessarily the situation that happened to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the way that you think about the situation that happened to you. Right. Um, So you have to get out of that space of thinking the way that you've always thought and 
one of the biggest ways to do that is to sit down, talk to a therapist, figure out, um, you know, how you're telling this story. Because sometimes we tell it, I was just talking to someone who was, you know, telling, they have been telling themselves this story for years. Mm -hmm. And they had a breakthrough and they were like, oh, maybe, but but wait, maybe it was this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I try to, you know, let's say you were victimized in some way. I try to help people develop some some sort of story about the, the villain in their mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times we think we're the only person in pain. But right. I think sometimes when people cause us in pain, they must be in pain too. Right. Or right. at least not normal thinking. Right, mm -hmm. right. Um, yeah. So even developing that, you know, yes, bad things happen to good people, but maybe this person was good at a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, what did this person do that was maybe good or maybe not all bad? Or, mm -hmm. you know, especially I've worked with a lot of folks who have parent issues. Right, right. And I think when you think about a parent um, being a bad parent, right. you think about them being all bad. Right. You don't think about, I'm like, you know, it's, when you think about keeping an infant alive. Right, right. Right. And here you are, adult, on my couch talking about it. Man, they did something good. Right. Because that is, yeah, yeah. I have two kids. Mm -hmm. That's right. scary. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's so many things that could happen to little kids that can harm them. And, you know. Mm -hmm. Just with them sitting there. Just with them sitting there. Right. So that, you know, right. just if your parents did nothing else, you survive infancy. Right. right. <laughs> so now mm -hmm. let's start to, and they could have done something to you, Dan. That happens yeah. as well. Right. But let's also talk about the whole story, not just the parts right, that are right. that are negative. But that's t that's what we tend to remember. And right. use it as motivation. Like, okay, you know, at some point they were good, but you can use like, okay, I know I don't want to be like that. I don't want to morph. I don't want the bad they did to me to make them turn me turn into right. them. So I'm not repeating that cycle with my kids. So you can use that as like a motivation of like, okay. They had some good at some point. I got my good. I'm gonna keep my good. I'm not gonna morph into who they are. Cause I think that happens so many times that people unintentionally end up turning into the person that they like, I would never be like them. Right. And then you end up repeating that same cycle. Absolutely. But why aren't they good? You know, that's my right. story. Like right, right. my thing, why aren't they good? And I think a lot of times people who um are processing like their trauma with their parents and that sort of thing, um, you're doing better than they did because right. they didn't have the courage right. to go and sit down right. and talk to anybody about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So whatever trauma, you know, sexual abuse or whatever your parent dealt with, they didn't have anybody to right. process mm -hmm. it right. with. And they're still dealing with and it. And they're still dealing with it. And they it. did and the so best they could. They did right. the best they could. And so that's when, when you had your trauma and they told you, girl, that ain't nothing. That's all they knew. Right. Because mm -hmm. right. they couldn't deal with their stuff. So Absolutely. they had to tell you not to deal with your stuff. Right. Right. So right. It's, it's one of those things that we have to also understand other people's story to better understand our own. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually even do. So I, I do a lot of like experiential therapy, like get people up and moving. And I'll have them stand in both the truths. Like, mm -hmm. yes, this person was abusive and this person cared for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you got to own both mm -hmm. parts of it. And how does it feel mm -hmm. to not have to choose a side? Mm -hmm. How does it feel to have both truths and can stand in both truths, except that this is what it is? Like somebody on Facebook had posted something around like, maybe we should stop telling people to let it go and tell them to let it be. Mm -hmm. Because let it go sounds like a verb, this thing we need to do with it. And at the end of the day, there's nothing to do with it. Everything is true. This happened and this happened. So I need to let it be mm -hmm. so that I can now move forward. 
because I've let, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there's nothing mm -hmm. to let go. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I can't let go abuse, mm -hmm. but I can own that it was true and these are the other pieces of my life. And with all of these pieces, I'm going to move forward. And so, yeah, I think being able to stand in all of the truth and also to give, because giving others humanity allows us to give ourselves some humanity. You know what I mean? If I've decided that there's a good and a bad and that's the only answer, it's a black and a white, mm -hmm. and then I have the audacity to be human and flawed, then where do I where do I land myself? So if, you know what I'm saying, I'm somebody who experienced these things as a child and then as you negro, no, like that stuff can show up in my own, you know, relationship with my child. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, if I lose my temper and I yell mm -hmm. or say something I'm ashamed that I said to him, am I now a bad mother? Mm -hmm. And if that's the narrative I've chosen, mm -hmm. then how is that going to help me? Because I got to keep raising him. Mm -hmm. So if I've then decided, oh, because I did this one thing that looks similar to something that happened to me, I must be a bad mother too. Mm -hmm. Then I'm raising him with the energy of someone who's a bad mother. Mm -hmm. That can't benefit my child. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to be really, really careful about how we define things because a lot of times we fall in those same categories at some point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I try and have tried as I've gotten older to do a much better job of that because I've got, you know, I've, I've been in that place where I've been very judgmental. I remember working at DSS and being like, how could anyone ever, bro? and I didn't have kids. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, sometimes they make you want to choke them out. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't choke them out. You should not choke <laughs> them out. You should not choke them out. But boy, oh boy, mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah, you get an impatient person. You be like, you... really? Mm -hmm. You sure you want to do it? You know, and so I'm like, oh, I can, if I didn't have the skills, the support, the if I hadn't done my own work, who knows who I would be? You know what I mean? And And I'm fairly privileged. Um, but you know, and I only got one, like, you know what I mean? Like you got six and you're in, you know, your own abusive relationship and you're not being treated well. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can see how people get to yeah, a place. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress. And so, yeah, being able to have grace for others, I think gives me the ability to have grace for myself. So, yeah, but also go sit on the couch. Yeah. For like, a while. For a while. For a while. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think therapy is an ongoing process mm -hmm. like you'll go you'll work on some stuff mm -hmm. maybe you'll cut back maybe right. you'll go back you know I don't know if it's like this I need help with this one thing I'm done right. sort of thing mm -hmm. sometimes it is I do have some folks they come in they feel better pop they're out mm -hmm. you know but um I would say you know a majority is just kind of like I'm I mean we deal with stuff every day that we right. need to process right. with people who don't think exactly like us right um, because let's face it, all of our friends are people who we pick because we commonly think like them, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not picking a friend who don't think like me. I, mm -hmm. You know, that's not a friend. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, you know. It's at least in certain areas. Yeah, like we got to so, be on the same page in certain yeah, areas. Yeah, so Absolutely. if I call my friend and I have some stupid idea, they're going to be like, yeah, girl, that's great because <laughs> we think alike. <laughs> so now if I sit down and talk to a professional, they're like, have you thought about this? I'm like, whoa. Now I done talked to eight people. You told <laughs> and they said it was a good idea. Who said it was Who a are you? Right, you <laughs> Who are you? This. You're right. supposed to stamp this. But part of that is because they all like me. Right, right. <laughs> so um, it, my little cousin was like, all of your friends had natural hair. I'm like, girl, I know I pick them. <laughs> right, right, right. I saw their hair when we started being friends. No, they all had perms. They all went natural. Oh. <laughs> but... But, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things, like your energy is in your circle. Mm -hmm. And so, you Say know. that again. 
your energy is in your circle. And that's why some people probably fall out of your circle. Right. The energy shift. The energy shift. Absolutely. Yeah, let them fall. Right. Let them fall. Wish them well. You know what I'm saying? Fall with some, you know. Cushion. This is what needs to happen Mm -hmm. with some understanding of like, "Mm, this is why we are, we we need to be in this space. But let them fall. Mm -hmm. Like, so many people, like I, I know both of y'all have experienced just clients who will not let people go, let people leave their life who are trying mm-hmm. so hard in their actions <laughs> to get out your life. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like we have that, that idea of if we let this person go, it's going to change the course of our life. Like, mm-hmm. who's going to be at my birthday? This is the person at my birthday party every year that bring the cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going like, to have to get your own cake. You're like, going to have to get your own cake, you or you're going to have to get things. a different cake getter. Right. <laughs> reassign some roles. Reassign right. some roles. Because yeah. what you, if... Her place can't be right. cake person. Right. Because what if the, the baker is in the background, the sis who can make the good cake right. in the background. The best cake you ever had. Stand yep. Because you holding on to this wrong chick, the baker's back here like, I guess I'll never make a cake. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times when people are moving out, they're moving out the way for something bigger yep. and better. Mm-hmm. But we're holding on with this belief dear that this life. is the best, which I think sometimes is a worse thing for us about not knowing who we are and what we are worthy of and what we deserve. So we're like, this is the best I can do. When our blessing is right there, just trying to show up. Well, I think for most people, most of us have that historian friend Mm -hmm. that has known us ever since Mm -hmm. such and such and my first boyfriend and my Mm -hmm. first this and we went to college Mm -hmm. to get, you know, just all these stories. So the whole friendship is kind of based on the past when y'all mm-hmm. had good times. But it's like y'all ain't had a good time y'all, since then. Right. Y'all ain't had a good time right. in five years. So we right. need to let that go. Right. And you're going to make some new with some new people, right. some new firsts. Absolutely. We have to create some new firsts. But I think we're so afraid to do that mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm going to have to tell them about, you don't have to go back and tell them mm-hmm. all the stuff you did right. in college you know. with your old college friend like start fresh right. tell them about how you like to go make candles now right. how you like Look. like just start fresh that's and if fine. they come across your scrapbook you can choose yeah, to say oh story. this time was that right. yeah. it's your choice though you are not mandated to yeah. talk about yourself right. so you don't have to hold on to the historian because they know so much and y'all right. can share these stories right. and mm-hmm. you know create new memories with mm-hmm. somebody who's more fitting for your personality Absolutely. currently because sometimes I think the historian knows you then but doesn't know you now. Facts. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. you keep bumping up against these issues and you're like, why don't you get me? I've known you for years. Because we are strangers. <laughs> yep. Right. They you trapped. Grown, and they're trapped in this vision of who you were and mm-hmm. they're trapped in this vision of who they yep. were. Y'all don't even like each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's we are super strangers. Sad. We are strangers. That's super sad. I see people do that in relationships or like when they start reconnecting like Facebook Mm-mm. and be like, oh, well, we went to high school I together. don't even have Since Facebook. you 45. <laughs> so when Mm-mm. you went to high school with this dude and then y'all had whole lives, y'all had three Mm-mm. decades <laughs> without each other. A lot's happened. Like we do not know each like other. Like you do not know him yeah. at all. So one of the, so I do pay Facebook professionally, but mm-hmm. personally, I think I tried Facebook for about a year, mm-hmm. like maybe when I first moved to Charlotte. I was right. like, oh, this will be good to keep in touch with people. It wasn't because <laughs> what, <laughs> what I noticed was it was like a lot of people from like high school and mm-hmm. all of this stuff coming up. And I I love my high school experience. Right. 
Right. Um, I still talk to some folks from high school. I look fondly upon some of the folks that I don't talk to from high school, but also I don't know you currently. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really want to create these sort of stories about you and you create stories about me. And then we remember that time we, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I also don't like the idea of going out and seeing people and having to exchange your phone number because y'all used to be friends in middle school. Right. Like for what? Right. Not as just an extra space in my phone taking right. up because we never going to get them right. drinks that we talking right. about. Well, right. I, I think it's one of those things like how do you reveal that? How right. do you recapture? Right. Courtney, remember when we was in eighth grade and we used to go over to your grandma's house after school and it's like, girl, I no, don't, I don't remember that. I don't even no. remember that part of it. Yeah. But you sound like it was so, you know, sometimes we just have to look at be and and say, oh, that was such a good time. And leave it there. And leave it right there. And just show some gratitude for it. But yep. like, I'm so grateful that we had that time together. Yep. And I hope be you well. continue to just be great. Right. Mm-hmm. I got to go get this bread. Right. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Look, I'll be back. Yeah. Go. So, yeah. And I'm like, I went to 11 schools before college. Mm. And so I just don't remember folk. Like, <laughs> and it's bad because I'll see somebody and they'll be like, hey, Courtney. And I'll be like, how's your mom? And they'll call her real name. And I'll be like, oh, shit. They know me. You know me for, for real. real. And I don't yeah. think I've ever seen you yeah. before in life. Like, you know what I mean? And so, and I'm just like, hey, how are your people? <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this and I've ever done that to you, I don't actually know your name. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I do not like when I don't know people's name. I will like, like so if they bad. know somebody I know, I will like text them oh, like, Oh, because hey, I need to know immediately. But I'm, I'm good for saying, hey, friend. <laughs> I'll call you friend or I'll something yeah i know your name is gonna come yeah it happened to me in was it december when i went to tennessee um i was in a i think it was december i was in a tsa line oh yeah this lady walked up (laughs) i think from the black mental health symposium i legit she was talking to me and was just like how's it going where are you headed for work or pleasure and i was like uh work and she was (laughs) like she was like, oh, that's right, because you're at Winthrop now, and then you're going to move. Like, she knew your she whole, your whole life. Right, and she was like, you have a private practice, too. And I was like, holy Who shit. Who are you? So then I took a picture of her on, <laughs> Not the, on the slide floor and sent it to my Winthrop like friends group text and was like, does she work this? with us? And they were like, nah, sis. And I was like, I do not know where I know her. And then Kenyatta was like, maybe at the from the Black Mental Health Like, why? She didn't even go there. to it. And I was like, maybe. And she helping you and out. And then I was like, maybe I should send it to Nedra. But then I was just like, all right, have a great flight, sis. So terrible. I have run into people who legit be like, and I have a name like Nedra Tawab. Like I don't think you would make up knowing that, right? Name. Right? No. Right? Yeah. You're like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, right? you like because like you, it's certain names, right. and if it flow, you're gonna be like, I'm not gonna forget your name, right? Right. And so <laughs> this lady was telling me like, no, no, I've met you. Like she was so, and I'm like. You almost got to fight me. Yeah, like she was like, you don't like going through this whole thing Uh, of where I met her. And then I was like, I kind of wasn't at that place. Now, I have a friend named Kendra, which is kind of like Nedra. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I'm like, have you ever met a person named Kendra? I just threw her name in there. (laughs) It's like, you ever met a person named Kendra? Um, She's like, no, it was you. I'm like, okay. Well, you know what? To me, what what she say? Iyama. What? (laughs) What's her line? It might be true to you. Right. <laughs> I, I know be- this feels true to you. <laughs> Have you ever heard of y'all talking about how to tell people that you know they're Look, lying? It might like, feel I know true this feels to you. true to you, but it's something about it in my spirit. It does not ring true for me. And that's what right. I probably should have said. Because I'm like, I have never been to this place that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Okay. Like right. no sis, you don't actually know me. But hey. That is too funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yes, so I think that being able to move forward in all things, people from high school, people from middle school, trauma, negative people, our own stuff is what helps us get unstuck. Um so also this is a random segue. It doesn't match at all. But we were talking about this before we started recording. We are not going to talk about He Who Shall Not Be Named or the docuseries just because, ugh, been canceled. But we did kind of talk about, because I do feel like this is a piece of stuckness that we sometimes encounter as parents. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is it not yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of different pieces to it. Like parents not being connected. Parents. I'm going to say people, not... people in society right. stop giving passes mm-hmm. because someone has a stature or they have money mm-hmm. or because they be, are perceived as a good person. Right. Mm-hmm. Be right. accountable and stop being bought. Right. Right. I think that's a level of stuckness in trying to achieve a certain thing or yeah. that you have to be connected <clears throat> to certain people in order to move forward. And stop saying and that can't like happen to me. vision on that and the only thing that you can focus on is that and you just let your entire life yeah. go to the wayside. But that is your that entire belief. life. Mm. Mm. So you think that's your entire life and your perception so, is your reality but gosh, your life is so much more because if you've created life, mm-hmm. that's your life. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm You've created life. Mm-hmm. So this person is so minute Mm-hmm. in regards to your life but people will just hold on and sell their souls and their children in order to have a little bit of something what they think is something what they right think is something. but that's right. on all statutes so because i did like what somebody said yeah we talk about this but i need y'all to start calling out these uncles these cousins right. like in the black community specifically i know too many people that have been molested right like right. i can I don't have enough fingers or toes right. to count the number of people I've just talked to. And it's not even clients. This is right. just people, people I've know. met mm-hmm. on daily throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Where is this happening? Or they just have this like... But do you know why that is? Because nobody won't call out the person. They won't the, call out the person. And, that's what and, and a lot of out. times, people put it on kids to protect themselves. Right. Yes. Why you didn't say nothing. Why you didn't say nothing. Right. Why did you go sit on his lap? You didn't give I'm me five. the space. <laughs> right. I'm f- you know, right. it's like, it how does a child know to not And we were talking about that. Me and Lou were talking about that last night. I was like, you have to start. One, giving kids the option that you don't have to give this uncle or so-and-so a hug. Oh, and stop saying that little, like, early. well, stay away from that so-and-so uncle. Why is he here? Why right. is he here? Right. Why is he here? If we, right. Why are we all doing these whispers of, like, well, you know that one there? You got to kind of watch them. Mm. No, no. I don't want to watch them. They don't need to be here. How right. do you watch a pedophile? Right. Right. How do you watch a pedophile? It's right. like right. watching somebody who is suicidal. Right. You know, don't they... Don't they have to be watched 24-7? Right. Listen. Like, if you're suicidal, you're in a padded room. You have somebody to watch you. Right. If you, you might right. even be restrained. You might even be restrained. Is that what we do in the pedophiles? If, right. he's, like, if he's at the barbecue, like, who, who's his who's his person? Right. Stop who's on him? inviting them. Stop giving these passes. Like, I hate that we're teaching people, like, well, you need to just be more on guard. No. Right. No. You don't. We need to, They need to just not be around. They need like, not Like, get around. away right. yep. and Absolutely. call these people out. And, like, yes, teach that to kids of, like, Cause I know when I was growing up, just even like my mom was like, oh, you know, we don't um be careful with like laps. Even she was going on, she's like, you as a male, if a, you know, we got family members at a certain age, a child don't need to be on your lap, or they do they need to be like on, you know, 
Kids get positioned when they sit on you because you know kids ain't gonna know. Babies right. just hop and kids on you. Kids flop and just roll. Like kids are being kids and they should be allowed mm-hmm. to be kids. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I, we I, had I, a I wrong ideas. I was I was changing my my kid at the time was probably like six months and mm-hmm. I was changing her diaper in front of little eight year old cousin boy mm-hmm. and somebody was like don't change her diaper in front of him. Well, he, this was actually a lesson he might need to learn. I'm like. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> like, this is not what breeds pedophilia. Right. No. Like, actually right. liking kids does. Like, this changing of the diaper, you're going to the bed. Like, I'm yeah. not understanding this connection. Right. This is just we anatomy. have the We have the wrong connection sitting on people's lap and this sort right. of stuff. You right. can sit on people's lap unless it's the wrong person lap to sit mm-hmm. on. Right, right. Right. That's that's mm-hmm. the problem that right. this this person is aroused by you sitting on their lap. Right. Mm-hmm. It don't matter how right. you position yourself on their lap. Um, I had a two-piece bathing suit com- conversation with people all the time with little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a two-piece. You know, you go to the bathroom, you ain't got to pull a pull that whole thing off, take off a diaper. It's it's just too much. Right. Two-piece, mm-hmm. and people do that because they feel like, well, this pedophile's on the beach. Mm-hmm. He don't care about no two-piece or one-piece. Right. He just care right. about child. But these these are the things that we focus on. Mm-hmm. We focus on mm-hmm. like shielding people from and it's but also in some way making them responsible shame right yep, you're, re- you're and creating shame yep you're responsible because you wore that them vulnerable to being victimized if you if you create shame and tell some child that they could some in some way be responsible for someone hurting them then they start to if they do get hurt then they're like i must have deserved that mm-hmm. that must have been my fault mm-hmm. and that challenges everything they think about themselves and moves them into a place to continue to be victimized. Mm-hmm. And now they feel less than. Yep. yep. And we have to start respecting kids' boundaries. Yes. Right. I yes. think there are so many times where parents are just like, you gonna go over your auntie house. I don't like if you don't like being right. over there. Like, you gonna what? go, you gonna talk to your such and such. You right. gonna do, you know, mm-hmm. all of this stuff because we feel like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. But it's like, maybe they have a, maybe you're teaching them not to trust their intuition. Exactly. Maybe something happened when you weren't present. Right. Um, Or they just don't connect. Yeah. (laughs) They don't connect. And that's okay. Find a different babysitter. Don't go over to auntie house with them. Don't, you know, all of, if you are so, you know, hell bent on. get curious. Or get be curious. Like, hey, bud, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about yep. why you don't like to go mm-hmm. over so and so's house? Because they might have some information you need. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it, it, the audacity to sit and have a conversation with your child and allow them some, you know, equality mm-hmm. with you to have a voice. Oh my gosh, that seems crazy. But it might be exactly what you need and what they need. Because once your child knows that you hear them, right, they will continue to come to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like still like you said, we have these mindsets. Because like when I go into the laugh thing. It's also like a well, you got to make sure nobody tries like think oh you're doing something. Cause my mom was like, when well, you're holding other people's kids, and I was like, she's like, you have to be. You don't want somebody to be like, well, why are they on your lap? And I was like, cause it's a baby, right? <laughs> well, you know, she's like, that's why as a male, cause you don't want somebody to try. You know, it's like this whole like on guard thing. And I think specifically in our community, just cause people don't talk, right? It's like oh, sweep that under the rug. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen. Cause like they're going to the documentary. I was like, so many times people was like, well, that didn't happen. I was like. To tell somebody what happened to them. Right, right. Yeah. And I do think there's this, you know, 
this history for our people of, you know, I don't think people were talking about the fact that Master was coming in the in the slave quarters at night. You know what I'm saying? To this married woman's house. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't imagine these things were happening and then everybody was processing it afterwards. Everybody got up the next day, went back to work, held their trauma in. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm, I think things mm-hmm. have just followed us, traditions and 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 traumas have followed us just throughout history generation after generation after generation you know like when my five times removed grandfather didn't get the ability to process or protect his wife from being raped then you know he didn't have that for his kids his kids didn't have that for their kids like sometimes the thing we need to do is to go against our almost like our genetics Mm -hmm. because it's been evolved in us to keep secrets and absorb pain and that just it can't continue but I think a lot of times people can't talk about your trauma because they can't talk about mm-hmm. their own right, trauma. Right, absolutely. And you bringing up your stuff triggers triggers them bringing up their stuff. Right. So it's easier right. for them to say like, "Hey, that didn't happen. Don't talk about that." Right. That sort of thing. Right. Um, you know, and we have to be very careful like you were saying like kids should be able to come and talk to you and tell mm-hmm. you stuff. Now, of course, you know, you may want to give them some guidelines absolutely. on, you know, if somebody take your toy, don't tell me that right. but <laughs> you know you problem solve that one on your own right. but if you feel unsafe mm-hmm. if you feel uncomfortable if you feel anything that's unhappy-ish mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what you need to tell me about Absolutely. because those are important things if you don't like somebody if you feel like somebody is too kissy if mm-hmm. you know as soon as a kid could talk you know, they should know those body mm-hmm. parts Absolutely. by their real names right. and, yes. by you know, real names and People do not touch this, this, right. and this. Right. And if somebody touches this, it's a problem. Right. When you go to the bathroom, you go by yourself. Mm-hmm. If right. you don't wipe yourself good enough, we'll take care of that later. Right. But <laughs> you wipe yourself by yourself. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, unfortunately, we do have to teach them those tools. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know I'm teaching my kids right. those tools. Right. So There's when so I drop them off. Today. Read these books. With when these I kids. drop them off, they know how to go to the bathroom by themselves. You don't have to help them. Right. So guess what I'm establishing? If you in the bathroom with them, with the, they already know right. it's wrong. Yeah. Right. Because Something's... they heard me tell you, mm-hmm. you should not be in the bathroom with them. Right. Yeah. I remember when Carter was little. Um, and we started, like, I just got, I wanted to get into the habit. Like I said, I worked at DSS. I saw some really horrific things. I wanted to be in the habit. So, like, from the very beginning when he was taking a little bath, like, in the sink, I would be like, I'm about to wash your penis. You know, but, like, I was just, he ain't know. But I knew one day he wasn't going to be three weeks. He was going to be three years. And so I would give him that, like, spiel every time. And then when he went um, to a family member's house and it was time for him to take a bath and he was like two and a half, three. But by then every bath time was a conversation about his body and no one is to touch him, you know what I mean? Unless they have permission and all that. So he was like getting in the tub doing the spiel. And then they called me and they're like, oh my gosh, he got in the tub. He was talking about no one touching his penis or his bottom. And <laughs> Right, right. I don't, what so, do you want for me? So what I say is, it's okay for grandma to wash you up. We're yes. going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. I do because that too. my daughter will be like, she touched my private part. And I'm like, well, she was actually trying to reach over and get the toy from you in the right. tub. And it, you know, but, right, but she yeah. knows, like, mm-hmm. that's a thing. And mm-hmm. so it's okay for, right. you know, at this time mm-hmm. for this thing to happen. Right. But teaching them definitely Absolutely. you know how yeah. to do it themselves and how mm-hmm. to if they can't because that's the thing we teach kids you should you should advocate for yourself well if you can't advocate for yourself right. you come tell me 
and I will advocate for mm-hmm. you. Right. Yeah. So, because because mm-hmm. you're four, you're little, you know, maybe people not listening. But if you mm-hmm. tell me, I will take care of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think even like one of the reasons I love my son's pediatrician is because she did that. Like even when he was very little, she'd be like, all right, Dr. So-and-so is going to check your, your, you know, your penis now. And the only reason I'm doing that is because I'm a medical professional. Your mother's in the room. Like, you know what I mean? She even like she just valued him from very little to mm-hmm. be like, let me let you know what's happening to your body. Let me know, let you know why it's happening to your body. And that's the thing we should be doing mm-hmm. with kids from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, even when we don't think they can understand. Cause mm-hmm. they do, we have, the things that happen in the first 10 years of our life are very like, you know, are foundational. Mm-hmm. And we don't even, like, I don't remember anything past five, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So there's five years of my life that I don't remember, but some foundational shit happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, we should be giving them information even when we don't think they're processing it because we now know they process information even in the womb. Mm-hmm. And so talk to your kid, you know, quit. And, but we talked about this in our sexuality um, and sex um, episode. People are just so ashamed of their own bodies, their own experiences with sex, even like normal, quote unquote, normal sex. Like, you know what I mean? Like the idea of sex, I think, makes people very uncomfortable. So they're not comfortable enough to talk to their kids because they're not comfortable with themselves there's on lots so of different many, levels. So many new books. I just like, on Amazon, <laughs> like, like there's just so many like age appropriate books to, <laughs> to talk about are. everything from death to anxiety they to feeling really sad are. to like there's a bunch of books released on like these are my private you know no one mm-hmm. can touch me and da da. It's just. But you have to have a very proactive I, the the folks that you know, are in DSS services Mm -hmm. and these sorts of things. I don't think that they have the coping skills Mm -hmm. and tools to get on Amazon and say, you know, I need to start because no one taught them that. And so they may not even know how to talk about Mm -hmm. that you know, with their partner and say, hey, I don't I don't want to have any more kids. Can we start using condoms or hey, you know, any of those sorts of things. So it's you know it's kind of generational in oh, a way yeah, absolutely. when oh, you're yeah. talking about you know people being able to advocate mm-hmm. for themselves i mean mm-hmm. we're talking about being able to do this because we have some education right. around that but right. i think when when people don't have that knowledge base it it is the pediatrician mm-hmm. that that is the first line of you know hey this is what you need to do with your kid right. or it is a teacher it is you know these other sort of systems to help people be more aware of this mm-hmm. But I also think, you know, I work at a college campus. I see people who are young and they're doing all these things but don't have any words, especially around, like, intimacy and connection. Mm -hmm. They have all the words around sex and sexuality but no words around intimacy and connection to really ask for what they need, communicate. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. the number of, you know, students I see who are just, like, faking it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm like, oh, you're not having fun doing that? What, mm, why do you keep doing it? So early 20s. Right, <laughs> right. So, you know, I think even though we are, yeah, I think there's, yeah, just in general, we're not speaking to each other. We're not allowing conversation or communication. So the thing with faking it is. <clears throat> don't. Don't do it. But also. Stop faking it. The person that you're faking it with is getting the impression that they are a pleaser. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you're actually creating a bad, a cycle of bad lovers. Right, right. <laughs> because, to, for you and others. For, for you and others. Mm-hmm. Because this person is going to go off and think that they're doing something you're gonna great. You're going to reinforce this bad you behavior. You're reinforcing <laughs> poor behavior. <laughs> no. 
And now, you know, everybody's having to deal with this stuff. And then the, the person is 50 and somebody finally has the courage. They're like, this shit don't work. What you doing? <laughs> Who told you this was okay? But it's been working for 30 right. years. I've never heard a complaint before. Well, I don't like this. this right. not well, work so you've been me. lied to for 30 years. You should go back to every chick So we. That's what this episode needs to be. Stopping stuff sooner. Yeah, and get unstuck. Get, get unstuck. I love it. Yes. All right. Well, we are going to, because we could talk forever, because we all know each other for real. But we're going to move into our question of the day. Earl, do you have it already? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. As a therapist, is it hard to have a dating life? If you were to compare your dating <laughs> if you were to compare your dating life before you came a therapist to now, would it be considered harder? Like, do you sometimes view your significant other as a client? You diagnose them with a mental illness by accident, or do you talk to them as if you were if they were a client in a certain situation? Also, do you find yourself disregarding people faster because you can spot out bad mannerisms firsthand? I feel like that she talking to me. Uh, <laughs> well, go ahead. No. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. So it's like four questions in one. Right. So the last one, which where they asked, do you like, I don't even say disregard. I don't like that word. I'm going to say, do you like, are you able to like recognize early on? So I will say I am, and all my friends always get, I don't think you give people a chance. Well, Courtney has said it. Be like, how do you know on, like, the first day? And I'm just like, I just know I have my, um, <laughs> what? I just recognize, like, okay, I know this is not going to be anything. It would be nothing past a friendship. Like, if you say, you know, somebody might just say something, you're just like, ooh, that's a no for me. Like, if I know off jump, you're like, I don't ever want Literally. kids. Why are we doing this? If you are very, you sound very sound that you don't want kids. Earl want two to three. I don't believe in like trying to do this working of like, oh, I'm gonna change them and I'm gonna they gonna want to have kids with me for what? Mm-mm. So I mean, I'll recognize, or if I know you have like certain behaviors of like, if I recognize things, so like I work in DV, so if I recognize some things you say, I'm like, that's kind of like manipulative, and you just kind of like very confident in what you're saying, like, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, okay, you go do that with somebody else. I don't need to talk to you anymore. Like, I don't believe in wasting time if I recognize it. Mm. Life is short. Why waste your time? If I know that I'm not drawn to you that way anymore, I don't believe in, like, doing, oh, let's keep going on dates. So we can just go on dates for fun. I can go on dates with my friends <laughs> and have a good time. I don't want to just waste your time. Mm-hmm. So I'll say I, it's made me more aware because I feel like when I was before becoming a therapist, I think I dated more. Mm. And I would just casually just go on a date. Just be like, oh, I'm, I'm doing something just to do it. And I think I'm just more careful with my time because Earl be tired. So when you talk to people all day, I'm just very selective in what I do on my free time. So I think that is on my side. Oh, do you think it's hard dating as a therapist? <laughs> I So, okay, I think I have like two separate pieces. I think as a therapist, but also as somebody, because some t- just being a therapist doesn't mean you've done your own work. Mm-hmm. I think it was really important for me when I decided I wanted to be a therapist is that I committed to doing my own work. And I think the combination of the two has just made me more clear about 
what works and doesn't work for me, mm-hmm. what my boundaries are, what my worth is, the negative patterns I've fallen into in the past. Um, and so I think it makes me more discerning. And intentional. Um, and intentional. Um, also, as an entrepreneur therapist, I'm also very busy. Um, and then also as a mom, that's something that's incredibly important to me. So I think that limits my time um, as well. And so kind of like what Earl says, like because I'm more discerning and because I have less time and because if you're going to be in my life for real, you're going to be in Carter's life for real, that does create like a storm of like, mm, you know, uh, yeah, I, like there's certain things where I'm like, mm, that's not a thing that I am okay with my child being exposed to. That's mm-hmm. not a thing I have time for, you know, that kind of stuff. But I do think also as someone who is a therapist and has done their own work, I really want people to at least have some insight, mm. to at least be willing to do some work, to at, we- at least be willing to acknowledge they got some stuff and wanting to work. Like I see a lot, of, like if I'm, you know, on a date with a guy or something and they're like what are you doing I'm like I'm a therapist and they're like oh you ain't that for crazy people black people don't do that I'm like oh and that's the one that you just like oh he's gone who told you that and sometimes I had a post about that yesterday you did did. I sometimes I'll try and be like say more or why do you think that but Mm. then what I have found is a lot of times I'm met with oh well don't you know you think you know stuff or you think people read my mind you try to talk to me like I'm a client and I'm like oh and I'm like you're so projecting on everybody's a client I just started watching (laughs) Marvel's Runaway and I could be home I could be at the house. I could you be at home listening to Lauren right I now. I could be like, you know what I mean? And so I just, because I also have learned how to like love me more. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoy me more. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to fill in space with mm-hmm. other people. Yes. Yeah. So I do think to answer the question, yes, I think it has become more difficult. But I also believe that it's become more worth it. Like mm-hmm. when I do meet that person, um, like I'm gonna be in a better space. They're gonna be the right part. Like you know what I mean. Like, and that's not gonna say it's not gonna be hard. There won't be work that has to be done. And yeah, I think I'll be in. I'm healthier, and so I can love better. And that's and what be I think. It's not even more difficult. I think it's just giving you a better skill set of recognizing. It creates more a need for patience. Yes. Yes. I was sort of in the process, like right after school when I started mm. dating my husband. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I might have met him like last year of grad school but um i think that i applied a lot of like we we read the five love languages Mm -hmm. we read like a lot of gottman stuff like we we did things that i saw as being right important um dr robin had like this book called before you get to the altar or something like Mm -hmm. that like it's you know just like something about vows i have to look i'll I'll give y'all the the title but it's a great book just to prep you for like if you're going to seriously date somebody there are questions that you need to ask this person there are things that you need to know and i'd never done that before and Mm -hmm. i know that being a therapist put me in the space to think about being in a relationship in a different sort of way Mm -hmm. like i think i should find somebody who understands my love language Mm. i think i should find somebody who understands how to argue appropriately. I should find some, just because I was already in the the spirit of, Mm -hmm. I someday want to be, you know, a relationship Mm -hmm. therapist. So Mm -hmm. let me Mm -hmm. think about 
Now, I ain't going to say I always did that, but right. as I said, this was... Because we're human. We're right. human now. <laughs> we're human. But, like I said, it was my last year of college, mm-hmm. and so I had the mindset of, oh, this is how you do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to sort of apply those things mm-hmm. and be able to say, like, okay, well, we've we've talked about this. We have some idea about that. I think, you know, yeah, yeah, I think this will be good. Right. But you had to, because he's not a therapist, right? He has a psychology degree. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. I, I, you know, he had to be willing to be like, let's read the five love languages. Absolutely. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's that experience of like, I ain't going to read that. What's who Well, reading? I knew he was oh, the one when read. he read my favorite book. He read The Eyes Were Watching God, girl. Oh, and I was I like, you going to read that? <laughs> you <laughs> like, done. Me. Done. <laughs> this Fair is me. me. We're together. He was like, what's your favorite book? Oh, and then oh, he decided to go read it. And go win. See, where they at? Where they at? I want somebody that values themselves and me. Yes. yes. It is a good book, though. I oh, I love it. Read we read it, it in high school. And so when I reread it as an adult, I was like, should we have read this? Which Probably My, my mama read school. Color Purple like in middle school, grade. and I was like, this is real. Right. We, we Yeah, we read some grade. ratchet stuff in and I was like, hmm, high school as well. But okay. I love it. Beloved. Beloved. I think Color Purple. They read Color Purple in middle school? That is inappropriate. What year did it come out? The movie. 80 something. 80. Ooh. Yeah, my mom was in the. Yeah, she was in middle school in the 80s. I read inappropriate things just because my mom. Because Danny Glover came to their school. Oh, wow. Because you know he's from South Carolina. So he like came. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because my mom was like, she wouldn't let me watch everything. She wouldn't let me listen to everything. But she would let me read pretty much whatever. And, and the books like, be more graphic. Right. She's like, when you finish, just come have a conversation. Because I remember when she let me read Flowers in the Attic. Oof. And then I came to her and I just like slid the book <laughs> back to her. Like, uh, I, I don't. Can you? I, don't, I read yeah. horrible stuff in right. high school. I don't even want to right. talk about it. But I read it. Waiting to Exhale in middle school. I remember in being like in the little open area reading it and like a. Uh, custodian or somebody walking by being like a woman was like um I got a book taken from me in school once who gave you that I was like my mama they were like you should not be reading this right my mama allows it I read the bluest (laughs) eye at like nine like on accident I just got it because it looked cool and there was a little black girl on it and then I read the bluest eye I was like nine See, I was yeah. reading stuff like Roundaway Girl. Sure. Like, Roundaway Girl. I read Roundaway Girl. Girl. I like that. I definitely was reading Fly Girl. Because my mom would have all these the books. Coldest like, the coldest winter ever. Listen, I was like, my mom yeah. wants something to read, and then she couldn't take me to the store. I need to read like, the coldest winter ever. All the it's not the same, but it's, it's still good. I read it in it's my not the same as a... As when you are like a full fledged adult, it's like uh-huh. this girl is at the time <laughs> of reading dumb, it, it was kind of like, oh, winter. Yeah, it was. Now right. it's like, oh, winter, baby. Right. Just girl, pick your Somebody stuff get up. Somebody Go. Get out. Get it. Get, Run. You know, at the time, it was, you it know, was, it was really good. Yeah. Oh my, God. But, my whole like third floor of my dorm at Clark Atlanta read Coldest Winter Ever. <laughs> yeah, same it was time. It was amazing. So, yeah. What were the, is there any other questions that we're missing on that? Um, well, this one says, do you ever feel like you diagnose your significant other? Um, I don't feel like... So, again, I, I don't think it makes it more difficult. First of all, I think you got to look at everybody's different. Right. So, there's things, me as a black gay male, in dating that I'm going to be like, no, I need you to be know yourself. I need you to somebody you need to be out to somebody you know it looks right. different it's different things but in my dating relationship i don't think i ever be like oh i feel like you're a client right now i think it's just hats off you mm-hmm. switch hats i think there might be times we be like oh we need to communicate 
differently, but I don't. You don't be like, this is OCD. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I do, but I think also when you are a therapist, you recognizing, yeah. yeah. So yeah. even if I'm like, oh, baby, got a little OCD, right? But it's I'm not a bad like, thing. Regular, yeah. Yeah. and then I'll be like, praise the Lord, somebody got it, right? These Please clothes. clean this. Now, I'm saying, look, it's times I might be like, oh, I'm being real OCD right well, now, baby. Like I'm being cells. real OCD right, right now. Yeah, we diagnose ourselves. So this is like, we I don't know everybody, and then we move forward, right? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like a joking man, like because I don't think if it's like something too severe. Here, then we need to revisit some things, right? Because I feel like if it's the, the relationship starting to feel like it's a client and a patient, then we're not really in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? So right. we need to redo some reevaluation. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I'm more concerned about creating a weird parent-child relationship right. in my relationship. I see a lot of times where one person is like a parental figure to the other person, like you know what I mean, and that can like impact intimacy and all kind of stuff because nobody want to hump their mama, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, but you're like nagging some people, them and telling them, what, mm. isn't that like some Freudian type stuff? That right. <laughs> Please don't hump do. your mamas, y'all. Like, it's, that's not okay. Um, but you know what I mean, like so I, I'm more concerned about like, am I trying to control you? Am I like you know trying to like mm-hmm. guide you and like you know parent you in reg- over you know whether I think you you know anxious. Shit, I'm anxious. Like, yeah, I, let's I think move forward. I think everybody has something oh, yeah. in the DSM. Right. If right. you read, oh, you yeah. know, through the whole book, right? Everybody got something. Several so, things, right? yeah. So it's kind, of, at least at some point, right. you know, it's kind of like most of it to me is like feelings. That's mm-hmm. how I think about like anxiety. It's like to me, everybody has anxiety. Right. So yeah. off, off rip, everybody feels anxious now. Right. How anxious are you? Mm-hmm. That that you know that'll put you in the dsm right. but everybody has it everybody right. at times can Experience be de- depression, depression. Right. Mm-hmm. people have sleep issues right. Pe- mm-hmm. people have you know like all of these things mm-hmm. but as long as it's not like debilitating right. i'm not understanding what the issue is right absolutely yeah absolutely and i think sometimes even if again with our training even if it is debilitating it's like oh babe i think you might have to talk to somebody you know what I'm saying like it's not like yeah. it's like oh my gosh you know they've got some serious depression we got to shut it down it's like hey mm-hmm. this feels like a thing that's gotten a bit out of hand maybe mm-hmm. you need to do some work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. so yeah so I will say I don't think this is anybody at the table but I have seen situations where therapists will take on relationships that are unhealthy like this fixer type of complex I think that's the thing to be more careful about like you know saying like seeing people be like you know like they're a therapist and so they're like but their partner is all kinds of messy unhealthy Mm -hmm. you know what I mean they're just like oh well I can you know I'm helping him like no that's not your job sis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not your job is to like support and hump like that's your job is not to fix support and hump right got it right so I think I'd rather be on this side where I'm more discerning than being on this side feeling like because I'm a therapist I now have the ability to make anybody a viable option that goes back to what you said about doing your work mm-hmm. I think you have to start to recognize that although you are a helper you don't have to help everybody right. everything right. does not require your help right um, and knowing which situations you should be involved in and which mm-hmm. ones you should just watch and you know do your own thing so I think that that comes with doing your work because it is very hard to turn off you know, because it's a natural gift. That's why mm-hmm. people right. try to talk to you when you don't even want to talk because mm-hmm. you're exuding this energy of, right. I help people, right. I care. Mm-hmm. I, You know, and so people, you know, you attract 
whether it's dating, whether it's strangers mm-hmm. in a grocery store, like mm-hmm. you attract this sort of thing, but you have to be the person to right. to know what it is and say like, oh, wow, you you don't have a car? That's really tough. Right. But, huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and, and leave it there right. and not say, oh, you know, I'm going to start taking him to work every day. Right, right, like, right. Or I'm going to pick him up for the first date. That happened last year, where the dude was like, well, I'm "Girl, gonna you you, when you up. put him on, said, who did that?" No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, and I was sitting there like, he was like, "I need you to pick me up. I'm pick between you cars." Up. And I remember being between like, cars. You really <laughs> should not be between dating. I That's when you should not be dating right now. In because I had something cars? in my spirit that just said, "This is not a real thing that's gonna happen." And yeah, so I was so <laughs> grateful that I had not put on pants. Like <laughs> we were having this conversation, I was still in my pajamas, and I was like, "See." This is just, see, look at you just still in your pajamas can start the next episode and just go on with your night. Like, it was just such a gift to me. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. So, yeah. Why didn't he Uber? That's what I, so, and then, so, so this is the okay. thing. Like, so, if you don't have a car, things. but how you going right. to be codependent on the, the first date? That, Jeez, that, that, guy, that I had to get him together. Because he was like, oh, you're judging me because I don't, you know, I'm in a you're financial situation and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my issue with you is not your financing. My issue with you is your inability to prepare. I should have not known anything about your financial situation or your lack of having Especially a vehicle. That's when I ain't even You should have been like, I will meet you at so-and-so yeah. at this time. And then as a man, you should have gotten yourself there without me and made me none the wiser. Pick a date you can afford and pick a mode of transportation Let's go to, the to park. get you to the date you yep. can afford. Let's go that to the is park. my concern is that you have shown me that you do not have the ability to set a goal and then complete it. And that is something I'm not interested in. You have a great night. Like, yeah. and I put, and I click. Let me go back to my episode. <laughs> Watch this great and Frank. Right. Like, praise the oh Lord, I still have my pajamas. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't, Anonymous, I don't know if you are a therapist or you're experiencing this or if you're just wondering as a person. But if you are a therapist, I say, you know, hold strong. <laughs> You know, don't don't compromise and yeah, you know, do skills your and boundaries. Skills and yeah. boundaries. Do your work. Boundaries yeah. are patient. so hard. Boundaries are hard. They're yes, very hard. very hard. Boundaries are hard. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think people think boundaries are going to change somebody else. No, and they I, never what, do. You can't they have boundaries do. with the same stuff. They're person. all about you. Mm-hmm. Your boundaries are all about you. All so, about you. Yes, absolutely. It's like your daily reminder. Boundaries really is your content. So I have a plug. Ooh, plug. Oh, in. Okay. Are you ready? We're going to do plugs at the very, oh, very end. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll wait to the okay. end. Look, okay. I was going to pre-plug myself. Okay. So we're going to take a <laughs> quick break, and then we're going to come back with That's Not a Thing. Um, That's Not a Thing. All right. Well, we are back with That's Not a Thing. And my first <laughs> That's Not a Thing for 2019, because it's just something I've um, encountered in my life, even with myself. This was a part read for me, because I think sometimes I still struggle with wanting people to be different. Mm. But I really, really, what's not a thing is people being different when they don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing. And we really have to let folk be who they are and then decide, does that work for us? That's really the only question. This is who you are. Does that work for me? And if it doesn't, then I need to do something different. I found myself even this weekend almost in an argument with a friend. And then I just had this moment of like, this person is just being who they are. And if this doesn't work for you, you need to just create mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. And like in the middle of the almost argument, I was like, oh, you know, nope. 
I have my clarity. You have a great night. I'll, I'll, yeah. And I'm not even ending the friendship, but I've changed the expectation. And that's what I need to do because that's, it's, it's my, it's my issue. Um, and so, yeah, but I've also encountered a lot of people who like, I don't understand why they can't get better and why they're not doing. Well, I think we Leave want other people to change because it puts less work on us to right. have to change ourselves with mm. that right. person. Right. So we want to put it all on them but to see, be like, this thing. is what that you need to thing. do. That is a thing. <laughs> you doing work on you is a thing. Mm-hmm. Them mm-hmm. changes so you don't have to do work for you is not a thing. Mm-hmm. So let mm-hmm. that shit go. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. So that's my first one for the year. <laughs> what you got, Earl? Hmm. I feel like Earl. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Closure is not a thing. Closure is a myth to me. <sighs> Say it. I think... I, I keep seeing people, I, I don't know why, I've been seeing it on my timeline a lot lately. People's like, you know, seek that closure, girl. <laughs> How do you get it? What does it feel like? I feel like closure is with yourself. It feels like a unicorn. I, I, I have something real. similar to what you just said. Like, my, that's not a thing. Okay. I like it. Okay. I just feel like when people are doing these, like, random, like, I've had people reach out and be like, oh, somebody wants closure with you. And I'm just like. I've already done my closure with myself. It's like close. I am good. I'm close. For me to go and have this closure conversation is going to open it back up. Right. It's not really closure. <laughs> like this is right. opening it up. And because what happens if we have this closure conversation and they are not liking what they're being told, or like right. they're not liking the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So then that's not the closure you want. Right. Closure is with yourself. Absolutely. I've just been seeing that a lot. Like I've seen in like these groups. I mean, or just different things. People been like. Closure. I want that closure with this ex. I'm just like, well, why? Are right. you happy today? Right. Like, right. I don't think closure is a real thing. Right. Group closure. I think it can be, but is it necessary? We right. want like a um, what was that? What's Issa Rachel insecure? Remember yes. when Lawrence came back and they had this conversation? That whole moment of just. But didn't he pop up in the last season and then her feelings right. was open back right. up? So it's one of these things, like you said, like the closure never really happens. We think that there is some magical conversation yeah. where There's everybody sit down and right. apologize for this, and then right. it's like, okay, you got. That's not real life, right. and you have to create your own process. Right. Yeah. Or tell you why. And I tell people all the time, the why doesn't matter. Right. And people don't even know Negra it. out the chair right now and be like, Negra, I did that because I felt like you needed to do it. You'd be like, bitch, you just flipped me out the chair. <laughs> like, why does it matter? And they were like, I just want to know why. People then, don't and even might not know be a why. why. Yeah, right. like, they don't even know but it. even if they're like, well, I cheated on you all them times because of blah, blah, blah. You're going to be like, oh, it hurts less now. Like, no, it's not. You're still mad as hell. Like, just go. Why does not matter? So, yeah, I think I closure is not a thing. It's a myth. It's a yeah. myth. And I don't know who created this along the way. Like, true closure is with yourself where you're able to be, look at that situation and be like, I am no longer, my, I'm less affected by right. it today. I'm right. less affected I'm by it tomorrow. For getting through it. That's your closure. what I've yep. learned. Right. Absolutely. So, my, uh, that's not a thing is getting over it. Mm. is a myth mm-hmm. um you know i think a lot of times when people experience difficult things they have mm-hmm. this spirit of i just need to get over it right. or people will tell you get over mm-hmm. it and i don't you know like you said it's we don't get over stuff right. yeah we learn to deal with it maybe we're less impacted by it you know absolutely. you may go from crying all day to crying once a week right mm-hmm. but it still impacts you we absolutely. don't get over death relationships and you know just all of this stuff we experience right. like getting over stuff is not really a thing i think it's really cool to say but i also think 
you know, we feel empowered by saying mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm over him or I got over it. But as soon as you see their picture, you back on it. Right. So you weren't really over it. Right. So um, you've accepted it. Right. Yeah, you've accepted it. You're letting it, it be. It's yeah, you're letting this it happened, be. This happened. It didn't go well. You you have hurt because of it. Yeah. We moving forward with that with that truth. See, you had one. See, look at that. I know. But, and, and I think that's a really because yeah, everyone like that's why I struggle with like the five stages of grief because I feel like it. I think they go back and forth. Right. I think yeah. it insinuates that there's this path you take Mm-mm. and then all of a sudden you're You know fine. what? It's because people. And I'm like, no, that's not what it feels like at all. How a lot of things in Texas are. People use messages to promote what they want. So they promote right. this. Like, and then you reach acceptance. Yeah. But tomorrow, actually, an hour from now, I might right. be back in denial. I'm like, actually, right. no. Like, it yep. is. It's interchangeable. Right. And acceptance is really acceptance that life will forever be different mm-hmm. and harder and sadder because you're not there. Yep. So acceptance is that this pain will really even seep into the happy moments. Because when I'm in the happy experiences, my grief shows up the most. Mm-hmm. It's like, gosh, I wish they were here. Yeah. Gosh, mm-hmm. I wish they could do this with mm-hmm. us. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the acceptance. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, they did, I'm good. That's, mm-hmm. That doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Or this heartbreak. It's, grief is not just passing away, yeah. but this heartbreak happened or mm-hmm. this failure happened and I'm good now. No. For, for me, I think it's being able to talk about something is acceptance. When I can, mm. when I can talk about it, I'm right. like, Ooh, like I I've, accept, I've accepted this right. because when I'm really going through something, I'm oh, like, I, mm. we're going to have to pause that. No, right. not even we're going to pause it. Like it's a denial. It's just mm. like, I'm not able mm. to share it and right. process it with other people. It's like, I have to internally yeah. process right. it. Right. And then when I'm able to speak about it, it's like, okay, this is something that I've sort of began to work mm. through right. and I can speak about it without falling to pieces right right that's acceptance to me yeah i felt that when we did the grief episode with our friend um angelo and i talked told the story of my twins that i had before carter and i like my voice shook a little bit but like earl knows like i will ugly cry (laughs) and like fall apart when Mm -hmm. i talk about certain things but i remember in the moment being like you're okay Mm -hmm. like you're having this you kind of have like a power over it because you even do that when you do like trauma therapy like you teach them to be able to tell their story where it no longer in a way that it doesn't overwhelm you and you don't get what they it call doesn't flood. T- yeah your control right, you flood but i remember feeling like look at you and then when i like listened back to it when i was editing i was like you did that you mm-hmm. had that mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. and you were totally okay like you know what i'm saying as okay to expect it but you were all right yeah i know in therapy i will have people like talk about stuff over okay so when you mm-hmm. get to the store what's gonna happen mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this da, 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 da. <laughs> Okay, Mm -hmm. start over. Mm -hmm. When you get to the store, what's going to happen? And I'm going to get to the store. (gasps) Okay, start over. And when you can get through that story Mm -hmm. and just say, when I get to the store, I'm going to do that. I'm like, okay, session over. We good. Now Now next week, we still going to come back to it. (laughs) But I want to see if you've grown and you're able to talk about it without it. (gasps) That's the part where it's like, okay, we haven't started to do any real right. work yet mm-hmm. and you haven't been able to process in a way where you can make changes right right absolutely so yeah all right all right guys <laughs> that was our first episode of 2019 <laughs> yay uh thanks so much for coming Nandra. yes thanks so, so much ahead, inviting plug away all the things I get the how plug can they now. find you <laughs> okay, where can okay. they find you all the things okay so i'm in charlotte i have a group practice kaleidoscope counseling and I have a planner. It's called the Empowered Planner. I have a new um, goal workbook. We were talking about goals earlier. It's a digital download. It's on my website. It, it Yes. Uh, so I created that because I'm an entrepreneur. 
Um, and I have, you know, I have a business, I have stuff that I do, and I have a whole writing process that I like to do. And so I just wanted to, you know, share what I do with other people. Cause I think mm -hmm. it's very important to have like, this is my goal. These are my action steps. This is my completion date. Just having a whole process to achieve your goal is really helpful. So that's the new thing. Um, I have a podcast pack light. I am on Instagram. I'm super active on Instagram. So anything I do, you can find me on there. Polls too. Yes. You I said? like a good poll. Oh, she always has yes. good polls. <laughs> um, so on Instagram, I'm Nedra Tawab. I'm going to spell that because nobody can just write that the, down. It'll be in the description. Okay, mm -hmm. great. I'm not going to spell it then. But, and we're going to tag her on our Instagram page. So right. See. Yay. Okay. Um, I think I knew that. But anyway, I'm so used to spelling my name. Like, my daughter spells our name. She's like, T-A-W-W-A-B as in boy. <laughs> I love it. She's a sort of. I love it. I love it. I'm like, I know. You can't just say it. Um, but, yeah, that's everything that I have going on. If anything new pops up, I'll probably put it on Instagram. But I am a happy therapist. And when I say that, I mean I love what I do. Mm. I love creating products that help people. I love, you know, I'm not super social media. Mm -hmm. uh, like my friends laugh they're like you are so active on Instagram and I never used to be on Instagram right. <laughs> never so I like it because it's like I'm helping people like people mm -hmm. DM me people say you know I like your pose and this sort of stuff I'm like oh this is sort of like therapy almost yeah, yeah. Um, you do a really good you do like you inspire you. me because you be make you I need to be more I look at the pose I was like mm, how am I answer that let me think because I <laughs> Got to really sit here and think before I press right. yes, no, or this ain't it. I like it. You do a good job. Well, thank you. And, you know, I, I definitely, um, I'm happy to be able to use all of the TV that I watch, mm -hmm. all of the things that I read, the experiences I have with people to, you know, be on Instagram and create this stuff. So when I say happy therapist, I mean, like, I'm happy about having, you know, the career that I have. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well, we are going to link um, for resources. We're going to link mm -hmm. Lakeisha Harris's book, um, Negra's Planner, and the Goal um, Workbook. Digital work, link. Digital, yeah, the Goal Workbook and all of the – her as a resource if you want to see her and, you know, or see mm -hmm. someone in her practice and, you know, get well. We're going to have all those links. And her office for is our resource, warm. Her, yeah. The decorations, everything. Lovely. It's very yes. beautiful. So, yes. So, we're going to do that. And then our quote for the day before – Earl and I sign out is, I don't know how to say this name, um, but the quote is, the secret to happiness is freedom, and the secret to freedom is courage. Mm. Um, and so when I was thinking about how to get unstuck, you have to be brave enough to step out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know how, it's Thucydides? How do you, what, what do you say? Thucydides? Thucydides? It's one of those old people who lived probably like you know, in the AD. It's either Thucydides or Thucydides. Okay. Mm. What do you think, Negra? We're going to take a collective vote. A poll. I don't want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Period. I don't want. No, it's a complete. I just no. love how clear it was. I don't want to try that. And then she leaves like, back like, yeah, like mm, no thanks. thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, that person, whomever they are, that's what they said. Put about... that name. You're going to put that name in the show. Oh, it's no. Thucydides. Huh? Thucydides. I don't, I don't know. It's something Greek. It's something Greek and old, and they died a long time ago, so they, they feel it's not hurt. So, <laughs> all right, guys, well, check us out on all the things. We're on Instagram at Hats Off Podcast CLT, and on Facebook and Twitter as Hats Off Podcast. Hey, y'all. So it's been a long time since we've done this, and I had to think about what we say. 
send us questions of the day at hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can DM us questions on our Instagram or Twitter, preferably Instagram because I don't, I'm not actually on Twitter. Yeah. I'm um, not the Twitter so I'm going to retract that. Instagram or email us at hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and our media kit was for 2018, but it's still relevant. Yes. Um, all the information is still relevant. Mm-hmm. So we'll link it in the bottom. And, you know, we are available for live shows, workshops, you know, anything you want to book us for, we are available to do. Um, you can check out my professional pages on Instagram. I am Courtney Leak LCSW. And on, on Instagram and Facebook. And then on Twitter, I'm Courtney LCSW. And I think that's all. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're back in the saddle. <laughs> Giddy up. All right. <laughs> Until next time, be you. Be true. Hats, Hats off. off. Hats off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leak. And I'm Carter.